Hi everyone, I'm Rosanna and this is AFL Obsessed. Welcome to another Time on Minisode. I hope you've been enjoying these little bite-sized minis that you can snack on a la carte. And this mini will incorporate more of your stories in your words. So I put the call out previously to share your stories in your own words about how you became AFL obsessed. And last time we shared round one, and I just have to shout out everyone who contributed, Donnie Hess, Jackson Jacoby, Tristan Webster, Alistair Danock, Michael Weber, Jamie Hall, and Wishka. Thanks, guys. So let's kick off round two of stories from Friends of the Pod. Hey Rosanna, it's Matt uh, coming to you from the beautiful 90 mile beach in the Gippsland region in Victoria. Um, My exposure when I was a kid into football was pretty much like all Victorian kids I think. You um, just had to follow the team that your father followed. He followed um, the Footscray Bulldogs. Uh, His cousin captained the Bulldogs for a few years so he started following them. They wouldn't win a lot of games and as a kid... It wasn't very fun in the schoolyard when your team wasn't winning. Um, So I had no real story of following the Bulldogs for myself. So I decided in grade six to stop following any team. I had no team for 12 months. And then I was visiting my great-grandmother and asked her about her two canaries that she had. Uh, They were singing out uh, the back of her unit in the sun. And she told me that their names were Sticks and Sauce which I knew then to be Carlton uh, footballers, Stephen Silvani and Stephen Kernahan. And I asked her why, and she told me about growing up in um, Carlton and her memories uh, back to a young girl getting a lift uh, with her father in the back of a horse and cart going to watch the new, uh, I think it was she said it was Victoria's first uh, drive-in theatre, but I guess she weren't driving in, it was horse and cart. So for me, that was a moment to uh, attach to something emotionally, and I've supported Carlton since then. Uh, recently, it's been hard, but uh, looking forward to the future. So that's my what got me obsessed with Carlton Football Club. Thanks, Rosanna. Matt, I really wish I had the Victorian generational history of following the game, but I'm glad going forward, it will always be a part of my family. And I love your personal story of deciding to stop supporting a team when you were in year six and how you came to nominate your team. I loved picturing your great grandma in a horse and cart going to watch the drive-in theater and sticks and sauce. I loved that she named her canaries that, um, Son of Surge, always love that nickname. And speaking of generational, it's cool to see the continuing lineage with Jack now too. So thanks for your story. And on to our next one. Hi, I'm Emily. I live in Geelong, in Victoria, um, Australia. And I barrack for the Geelong Cats. I've been a long life supporter of the Cats. My granddad, my mum's dad, um, was a Geelong supporter and he absolutely loved his cats and he fondly remembered the 1963 premiership. Um, and uh, my dad was a Bombers supporter until he married my mum 
and my granddad took my dad to the footy and introduced him to what to Gary Ablett Senior. And my dad was in love. He just loved watching um, Gary on the field. And he became a Geelong supporter and watched his beloved cats lose final after final after final. I remember this time of losing, but I started to become obsessed with the cats in about in the early 2000s when I in my late teens. And I, by the time 2005 came, I was absolutely invested in the cats. And when they lost to Sydney, I was devastated. But 2006 was a hard year, but we got Joel Salwood. So there is a silver lining with everything. And 2007 was the best, the best year. I just loved watching the football that year. We just started after round five, we started playing well and we just played amazing footy and the grand final was, was the best, almost the best moment of my life apart from my wedding. But my husband really enjoyed it too. And my dad was ecstatic. He was very, very, very happy. My favourite players, top three overall. Um, so Matthew Scarlett has to be my favourite. Um, I just just loved him on the field and off the field. Um, I just love his, his quiet way about him. And he was a really good leader and a very, very, very good defender. And I... Also, my second is Gary Ablett Jr., who just can't love the magic of Gary. And I've never had um, resentment with Gary and so glad that he came back. Um, number three has to be Patrick Dangerfield because he just, he just carries on and carries through and he just, um, he's just a machine and I love him. Um, and, yeah, so that is my story. Thanks, Sam. It's great to hear from another AFL-obsessed lady, and you're the first on the pod besides myself. I'm trying not to take your dad's conversion personally. (laughs) As for Gary Ablett Sr., I can see how your dad was mesmerized by him. I mean, anyone who has the nickname God is someone to pay attention to. And I've always thought a documentary about his career personally, not unlike The Last Dance style, I think would just be really exciting. And I really like Patty Dangerfield and Joel Selwood. And you've had some alternating years of recent success. So I think you've got a great team heading into round two. And next we have Christopher Watts' story. My name is Christopher Watts. I live in Melbourne and I support the Sydney Swans. Uh, I was born a day before the 93 grand final where Essendon won. And being from a diehard Essendon family, um, they probably thought this was a sign. Uh, Funny enough, now I support the Swans. Um, In about 2000, we're watching a replay it was the 96 preliminary final, Essendon versus Sydney, where Plugger kicked his uh, notorious point to put him into the grand final. Um, my dad thinks they'll rub to this day. Um, I don't know his reasoning, to be honest. It really never makes sense. Um, I always thought it was surprising how you watch this game. Um, and after, d- during the game, I kind of started to go for Sydney a bit. Like, they had a great list, and Plugger was, well, Plugger was Plugger, 
to be honest, if you ever watched him during a game, you'd kind of you'd kind of realise. Um, so I started supporting the Swans. Didn't really catch many games because I was quite young. And fast forward to 2000s, started watching a few more games. And now what really sold me was 2005 semi-final. Nick Davis's fourth quarter performance against Geelong. Uh, to this day, the best uh, quarter performance I've seen from a player. And I was only, what, 12, but I was going crazy in my living room watching that game. Seeing this player absolutely destroy one of the great teams, Geelong, before they became a legendary team. But then capping that off with their grand final drought-breaking uh, win against West Coast more so, which they lost in the uh, qualifying final. Um, yeah, it just made me, it was a very special moment. Oh no, Wado, what is this theme of jumping ship with teams? I mean, specifically the ship we're jumping from. Um, plugger is plugger. So I hear you there. And that 2005 semifinal, I'm just picturing a 12-year-old Wado going crazy over that game. Um, I've just done a breakdown of the Sydney Swans in the episode this week. So I agree with you. I mean, that 2005 grand final is still one of the best games that I've seen. Um, not live, obviously, but just, and it's in the vault, I guess, of best games currently, at least on Watch AFL. So luckily I'm able to see that. <laughs> Thanks, Wado. <laughs> and next is Meso's story. Hey, Meso here from uh, Birrigara, Victoria, where I grew up playing with Lockie Henderson and against Jack Stephen. I don't actually remember the first time I started Barrack for St Kilda as I was brainwashed from a very young age. But my first memory is uh, probably the Ansett Cup uh, 1996 at Waverley Park where I watched uh, Saints beat Carlton. And it was um, the, probably a time that I started to really appreciate what football was. And that's where I fell in love with a man named Robert Harvey who I followed intensely throughout the rest of his career, followed by my all-time favourite player, Lenny Hayes, that I just could not give you any more love for. But hopefully one day I get to go on that sneaky bender with Butler after we win the flag. I think I've uh, got enough Saints memorabilia throughout my house that I'm, my missus just really adores. And uh, the big saint's tattoo on my arm might actually mean something. <laughs> Thanks, Rosanna, for the awesome podcast that you do. And hopefully this didn't go for too long and I kept it short and sweet. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Meso. Uh, yes, to this entire story, you must have more interesting stories considering who you grew up playing footy with. <laughs> And to your point, this is the only kind of brainwashing I condone. Um, I loved hearing your memories about Robert Harvey and the idea, too, additionally, of St. Kilda memorabilia being incorporated or incorporated as interior design. I, I genuinely always love seeing everyone's home offices and rooms in their home 
with framed pics, Guernseys or like signed things. I mean, I literally aspire to have that in my future and I'm slowly starting my collection now. <laughs> and also you're definitely AFL obsessed if you have a Saints tattoo. So thanks for your story. And finally, we have Jacob Town's story. Hi everyone, my name is Jacob and I am AFL obsessed. I currently live in Melbourne where I've lived for the last 10 years and I follow the Carlton Football Club. My obsession with AFL became evident when I was a little kid. I actually grew up in Perth and at that time in 92, 94, the Eagles were obviously flying, winning flags and that's my first real exposure to the AFL. It was really though in 1995 when Carlton were winning nearly the whole season. I think they only lost two games for that year. And my favourite player of all time for the footy club, Kudafidis, really began to stamp his mark on the game. My dad was a Carlton supporter. He is originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Moved to Australia when he was a young fella. Grew up playing rugby league, but then fell in love with the Carlton footy club as well. So I was exposed to Carlton from a young age. And really that 95 flag really sealed that I was a Carlton supporter and not an Eagles supporter, even though I was living in Perth around that time. I love the footy club. The last 10 years have been hard especially moving to Melbourne and seeing us lose most weeks. But having Chris Judd come on board, one of my other favourite players for the club, and also seeing the youth come through and the passion that the fans have every week we go to the MCG or Eddie had to watch a game. I really love the Blues. I'll continue to support them week in, week out. And I can't wait to footy to be back so that I can watch them again. Thank you. Thanks, Jacob. First of all, living in Perth, how fortunate. I love Western Australia just as much as I love Melbourne. And your dad is literally living my dream life, an American who has moved there and now lives. I mean, I love hearing your story, even though you're singing the blues. <laughs> just kidding. And Chris Judd is a standout player to me always. So I look forward to hearing more of your personal stories in future. And maybe we can talk about like sports there versus sports here or whatever you're thinking. Um, we can compare all of that stuff just because we've got like that connection. But yes, footy will be back so soon and I couldn't be happier about it. Thanks for sharing, everyone. I love hearing your stories, and I know everyone has a footy one, so I want to continue to feature you in the next mini. So thinking back, maybe it was a player or a game you saw, or maybe you just have a favorite memory that you cherish. I love hearing about how we all got into this sport, and I'd love to hear in your own words how you came to love our favorite game. So you can email me at aflfootyobsessed at gmail. Or you can hit me up on Twitter in a DM at AFL Obsessed, or you can send me an audio file just like you've heard. And you can just record a voice note or like a voice memo on your phone and just send it through email. And just include your name, the city you live in, and your story. And if you're recording, 60 seconds or less is great. So be on the lookout for another round of Time on Minis, and we'll talk pretty soon. <laughs>